0: Today's episode is brought to you by Diane Kinlaw of Go Prime Mortgage and Jamie Tulak of eXp Realty.
1: When I went to Chicago, being invited to come to the the board meeting because my name, I'd been with, <laughs> I'd been with the company for about two months. I'm thinking the chair of General Wood, the chair of Sears Roebuck. Like, hmm. I'm invited to come
0: to Chicago. Whew. Now your name is the same as the founders, like first and first last. First and last. Right. And, and
1: well, to that point, I was so excited about becoming co-chair of the whole company. I went back to my one suit. I told you about earlier. <laughs> and I walked in the door of this massive room and General Wood was down at the end. And I said, I'm here. Hi, everybody. And General Wood looks at me and he goes, goes, mm. I thought, I wanted to make sure that everything was properly zipped up. and <laughs> So I said, I said, I- is there something wrong? He said, no. He said, just turn around and look. I should have brought that with me or I didn't. The picture of the founder, Richard Warren Sears, was on the back wall painting. We were identical twiles, and <laughs> it even scared me. <laughs> <laughs> You're
0: like, why do you have a painting of me up there? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs>
1: so A lot of this is an attitude. And the attitude is, you gotta like what you're doing, Mm -hmm. you gotta understand what you're doing, you gotta have a plan of what you're doing, and then make it like one of my friends did in Holly Springs, and you've interviewed her before, Beth. Make it your happy place. Yeah. And she did. And that is so important. That if you don't like it, you don't like what you're doing, it'll show. It'll show with your employees or your associates. I prefer associates over employees. Treat them with respect. Treat your customer with respect.
0: Thank you for listening to the Guys Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit guyswhodostuff.com.
1: You probably shouldn't Google that.
0: welcome to the guys who do stuff podcast i'm joe and i'm jose <laughs> this is the show where we help you get unstuck tell a better story and have a good answer to the question what are you doing today and today in the studio very excited to welcome the mayor of holly springs dick sears
1: thank you glad to be here
0: it's so exciting to talk to you i we were talking a little bit before the show there's just so much to jump into as you know this show is for business owners and entrepreneurs Correct. and things like that and you have Three exciting things that I can't wait to dive into. One, you you spent a long time at Sears.
1: 35 years.
0: And then you now currently have a consulting company. Uh, That's been about 20 years. About 20 years. And you've been the mayor of Holly Springs for? 18 and a half years. So there's a lot of overlap there, I'm sure. Well, I'm old. My last name is Woolworth, and people ask me often, "Are any relation to the bankrupt company with no money?" And I tell them, "No." Huh. Your last name is Sears, and you spent thirty six years at Sears.
1: That is correct. I was at Purdue University, West Lafayette, Indiana, and getting ready to graduate. And I am going to be pharmaceutical person doing all kinds of great things with Merck. And a friend of mine who actually worked in the service station at Sears Roebuck at West Lafayette said. With your name, why don't you come down and ask for a job? (laughs) And I said, no, I'm really not interested. He says, I dare (sighs) you. And, of course, that was in the days, and still do, where it was dare and then double dare. (laughs) So I came down in in jeans, sweatshirt, and dirty white tennis shoes with a butch haircut. Just like today. (laughs) Just like today. (laughs) Only the haircut's different. I walked into the personnel office and Mrs. Datsman, who was about six, eight, but very proper said, uh, hello, what can I do for you? <laughs> and I said, I'm looking for a job. She says, <clears throat> she looks me over and said, uh, well, we're, we're, not hiring right now, but if you care to fill this form out, uh, we'll call you when we have an opening. I said, fine. All right, I'm out of here. So I filled it in and, uh, two things happened. I put, uh, couple of things down that also the store manager was like a Eagle scout and sold fuller brushes. <laughs> so she said, you're not in any relation to our founder. Are you? I said, yes, I'm, I'm related. I'm, I'm a cousin. <laughs> oh my, perhaps you should speak to Mr. O'Connor. Well, long story short after about an hour and a half in his office meeting, everybody in the store, she said, today is Tuesday. Would you like to start as early as Thursday? I thought, Oh, I didn't know what to say. <laughs> so I said, yes. Okay, fine. I wound up on the rear dock. I brought my only suit in, but my first job in, in those days, Sears had a trainee situation, which I really think is still great, but nobody does anymore where you had to do everything. I mean, everything. So I said, I, I came in her office and I said, I'm ready. I got my one suit on cotton poplin <clears throat> with a tie. And she said, you're just a little bit overdressed for this first assignment. And I said, well, what is it rear dock? His name is Mr. Tool. Um, <laughs> okay so i go back to the rear dock and there's a truck of paint my job was to get the paint off the truck and put it inside on the stock rooms and after that 35 years later i retired from shares in what position did you retire in my highest position was and i, I get a little bit of a ring on this from some of my friends at, at holly springs i was the national retail marketing manager for women's apparel and accessories at Sears (laughs) Roebuck 2.5 B billion dollars worth of business.
0: Wow, man. So I learned a little bit there too. Yeah. No kidding. Right on. And, um, did you get, what was your favorite of all the jobs you got to try? Probably that one because
1: the boss, the big guy said, um, Dick, we need somebody to have a clothing line at Sears go out and get the most respectable woman in the world. And then I said, what's my limitations? He said, Richard, <laughs> I said, go out and hire her. So we did our marketing study, which we did marketing studies on everything. What time do you want to get up in the morning? We'll do a marketing study. So the next thing happened, we did ours. And guess who came in first? This is a long time ago. Golda Meir from Israel. Wow. Now knowing Golda Meir, from a distance. This is not necessarily the one you would pick for a clothing line. So the boss said, who came in second? I said, Cheryl Tiggs He says, hire her. I said, okay. (laughs) And I did. And for the next year and a half favorite, we traveled all over the country with 13 models and did fashion shows. And I was the one who did the fashion show with the microphone and they did all the work. And I loved every second of it.
0: Uh. (laughs) Wow. And so she developed her own clothing line from Sears.
1: She did. And uh, it was very successful. We did magazine. We did radio. We did TV. We did the whole nine yards. And I think the line did 35 or 6 million in a year and a half. And she got at least a million out of that. Wow. Now, I got the same pay. So I didn't, I didn't get any override. <laughs> but she was a pleasant, you know, just a great person to work with. And, and uh, she was from Minnesota. And her parents were from Minnesota and they were wonderful people
0: Yeah, as she was too. That's fantastic. And so you must've picked up a ton. You said you did a lot of market research. And so then you started a consulting company, I assume after Sears.
1: Yes. Uh, in 95, as I, when I retired, I decided we would do a business and marketing consulting company called the gray group, G R A Y. And that was because if you didn't have gray hair, you couldn't play. <laughs> and my thought process was that there's so many people, especially from Sears who were asked to retire early or did retire early or just retired. And they've got all this knowledge. And, and I think the country at that time was thinking, Oh, these, these people are gone. I mean, they're dumb, they're over. And I had like 18 at that one time that was former Sears people and others who had a background in marketing or business and they were wonderful. Now, of course things have changed. Most of them have gone elsewhere or gone. And now we have, uh, just me and a couple other people, but we're still doing it. Right. And I still, once in a while we'll get a, uh, a job recently I did. Uh, my favorite story about that, however, in marketing was a company in New York city who made jewelry and they were big, one of the biggest okay. makers. said, Dick, my business all of a sudden took a nosedive and I don't know why. Is that something you'd like to try to do? I said, you bet. So that was one of my favorite things to do is, is if you're struggling as a company, find out why and then right. communicate. So I started calling every store in his chain and they all said the same thing. Have you met his brother? <laughs> and I said, no, <laughs> and I said, is he news he Yep, He's fairly new and he's terrible. We don't like him at all. And I tell you, we're thinking about just closing the whole line. So after about two or three weeks of calling, mostly calling, once in a while visiting, I wrote up the, the recommendation. I said, among other things, there's a few other things. I said, what you should do is strongly consider firing your brother. And he said, that's a tough thing to say.
0: Right. That's not an easy conversation no. to have with somebody. <laughs> no.
1: And he said, hmm. I wondered about that. I said, yeah, nobody likes them, and they don't like you because of that. He said, I'll fire him. Next day, he fired him. I went back. I said, I'll do a a recall on this, and it will take about two weeks. Everyone I talked to, same thing. We're back. We're in business. Everything's fine. Wow. So one person who didn't listen to the customer was the the cause of his almost going down the tubes. One thing.
0: So listen to your customer out there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a strong point. Now, what time, what was the time that you were working in in marketing at Sears with around around the time you were launching the clothing line? What time was that? What year?
1: Oh, well, I think it was AD for starters. Uh, (laughs) It was 1971.
0: Okay. All right. So this is kind of like right around the time when all the big marketing firms were kind of in their heyday then, right? Right, right, right. That's an exciting time to be in marketing. Well, it it was.
1: And at that point in time, we opened a company in Barrington, Illinois. And that's where we started. And of course, I knew a lot of people from there, from Sears, who had Mm -hmm. been with Sears. And we were all over the country. And again, the main things I learned from that, Sears Roebuck had something that went very well for many, many years. And then they blew it, in my opinion. And that was satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. And I had guys come in a store, which... If if you knew the whole story, you know that we're fibbing to you, right? But we always did it. We huh. always gave them their money back or gave them a product.
0: My dad would only buy his tools from Sears for that and reason. And Craftsman tools were Craftsman guaranteed tools. forever, uh-huh. forever. He wouldn't buy a tool from anywhere else. <laughs> 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 and if he did, he was like, "Oh man, it's I know, like I know." Pinch.
1: And the Craftsman tool—it's <laughs> it, still around, but Sears is, you know, pretty much gone. Yeah. And uh, what happened there was—and this is another, I think, good story for any business. The person who runs a business got to be in that business, not somebody else's business and the The current chairman is a real estate flipper
0: mm.
1: and that upset me immensely when they hired him and I knew we were going to go down the tubes right Sears was a great company in the eighties and early nineties early nineties, and then this went down because a company usually reflects so much the person are persons who run that company if you have one person on 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 that's it but right. if you have like 20 or 30 or maybe 10 even whoever runs the company be enthusiastic be wanting to help in the job listen to the customer find out what they want and then if you can make it or build it then you do it right and then the next thing is have a plan so you know either how to advertise it or how to market it what we did when we first moved here before coming to the Meridum, was another gentleman. And I from LA did seminars here kind of like what you're doing in an, in, in a way And the seminar was if you have a great idea or a great product, but don't know what to do with it, mm-hmm. come to our seminar. Okay. And without being demeaning, cause it's not that point. I, we talked to probably, a hundred people who had great ideas, great products, a whole lot of things. And as soon as you said, what's your marketing plan, deer in the headlights, (laughs) pardon me, what's a marketing plan? I said, that's why you're here. And then we would help them develop a marketing plan or a business plan, but you have to put it down on paper. So you know what you're doing, right?
0: I always get fascinated with the way that companies who have a founder has a, has a strong vision, and a lot of that company is because of that founder's vision. Correct. Right. And, and you were at a company like that with Sears. Mm-hmm. And then so many companies, when the founder steps down or it's not somebody in the family or the, you don't have the same thing driving it like you were telling us about Sears. Right. So what do you think are some things that founders should do as far as their exit strategy for when, it's, when they realize that it's time to, to hand the reins over? If you're in a company that sells product,
1: You ought to make sure that the person who who is going to be in that job Mm
0: -hmm.
1: understands how to sell a product. Also, even most importantly, I went through, I went through one, two, three, four, four or five chairmen in that time. Every one of them was terrific, except as I say, the last one. And before that they were merchants. The first one I went through was general wood. When I went to, I got to tell you the story. When I went to Chicago being invited to come to the te- the board meeting because my name I had been with, <laughs> I've been with the company for about two months. And I'm thinking the chairs of General Wood, the chair of of, of Sears Roebuck. Mm. I'm invited to
0: come to Chicago. Whew. Now your name is the same as the founders, like first and first last. and last. Right. And, and
1: well, to that point, I was so excited about becoming co-chair of the whole company. I went back to my one suit. I told you about earlier <laughs> and I walked in the door of this massive room and general wood was down at the end. And I said, I'm here. Hi everybody. And general wood looks at me and he goes, Hmm. I thought I wanted to make sure that everything was properly zipped up. and <laughs> <laughs> So I said, I said, is there something wrong? He said, no. He said, just turn around and look, I should have brought it with me. Or I didn't. The picture of the founder, Richard Warren Sears was on the back wall painting. We were identical twins wow. <laughs> and it even scared me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you're like, why do you have a painting of me? up there? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly.
1: So A lot of this is an attitude and the attitude is you gotta like what you're doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You gotta understand what you're doing. You got to have a plan of what you're doing and then make it like one of my friends did in Holly Springs and you've interviewed her before Beth. Make it your happy place. Yeah. And she did. And that is so important that if you don't like it, you don't like what you're doing, it'll show it'll show with your employees or your associates. I prefer associates over employees, treat them with respect, treat your customer with respect. And and to give you an example of, of why I'm saying that, Make it real quick. I had a gentleman come in one day, West Lafayette, Indiana, B store, which is not the biggest, and had a Ted Williams fishing pole. And it was snapped in two beautifully. Mm-hmm. And I know darn well he had it in the trunk.
0: <laughs> not from fishing. <laughs> no. <laughs> he said,
1: uh, Dick, he said, I, I want another pole. I said, Why is that? He said, Well, this one broke Brokaw's catching a big fish. I said, Really? Really? <laughs> So I said, let me have the pole. I took the pole. I went like this I turned it sideways and that splinters, you know, fiberglass splinters. Right. I said, well, usually when you, when you, when you break a pole like this, unless of course it was in the trunk and it turned all red, <laughs> I said, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you another pole, which I did because it was the right thing to do at the time. The gentleman comes back in about three or four weeks and he said, "Dick," uh, he said, I hear you having a boat sail. I said, yes, sir. Boat motor trailer. Yes, sir. What's your best? This is the guy in the farm outfit with the engineer's hat and uh, had an aroma that would react to a farm hand type thing. Right. I said, well, this, the Scott Atwater motor and the uh, 18 foot blah, 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 blah. He said, I want it. I said, okay. I said, um, how are you going to pay for it? You want to easy pay. You don't know, want those where you pay a couple dollars a day for the rest of your life. Right. I don't do credit. so okay. And I, think, well, I think it was about five grand, something like that. And this goes back to uh, 62 or three. And he pulls out a wad of $100 bills out of his pocket and starts reeling them off. And I helped him put the boat on his truck. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it's just an example of the attitude that I was taught of how to take care of the customer. Right. And it just shows you that I did something that didn't have to do. I could tell him to go home because I knew dang well it was in the trunk. They broke it. Right. But I didn't. And, uh, it didn't cost Sears anything. As a matter of fact, it made Sears a lot richer at the time because he bought the boat motor and trailer and then became a good customer.
0: If you treat somebody like they're going to be a customer for life, they might just be a customer for life. Yeah. And it, if you think about everything just in terms of just the one transaction, instead of thinking it as a bit more of a long game, mm-hmm. You could end up losing a lot of money. And you Absolutely. Know, that man came back to you for a reason, specifically. Yeah. Because I let him have a free pull. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, that was good. It, and it, that's harder to do sometimes than and you think because as you work for a large company, and this is probably even true with smaller companies, you have a feeling that everything there is, is part of you. Mm. And do I give this guy a free pull out of my money? It's not your money. It's the company's money and that's a big distinction. As mayor, we have people who will ask the question, who do I work for? Who do I report to? I said, there's a difference reporting to is one thing working for is maybe something else. And that is this, who pays your bill? Who pays your salary?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, the town does. Who pays the town? People who live in the town, right? Mm-hmm. So in my mind, you work for the people who pay the bills. And I always believed that it's Sears too. So it wasn't one of those things where I'm Sears Roebuck. I am I I can do anything. Nobody tells me what to do. It wasn't that at all. It was just, let's work for the customer. And for Sears Roebuck, it worked for many, many years and then it stopped working when we got our flipper. I, I I'm overdoing that point, but... You can't have a real estate flipper running a marketing company. And that's what happened to Monkey Wards, Woolworth, where you were. <laughs> a lot of companies go down the tubes because the leader of the pack lost sight of why they're there. Right. Or they, that's my story and I'm sticking to it.
0: <laughs> or they didn't have a replacement. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'd never been in a company like you have in Sears right, where there was a training program that had you do all the jobs. Correct. It seems like that's a lost art nowadays. And there's even a show about it. That's like, it's like a novel idea that undercover boss, like where, yeah. where the guy in <laughs> charge of the company will actually go do some of the jobs. And it's so novel now that it's a TV show. Like, Oh, can you believe it? The guy from the gas station who owns the gas station worked at a gas station. It's so crazy. He pumped the gas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. It's true. Um, what I find is that at Sears Roebuck when we were there at that point in time, and this goes back to 19 59. That's AD 59. <laughs> I always have to prove that point. I learned that when you become a trainee and we had about 12 or 13 trainees in our store, we were one of the stores in Sears Roebuck that had trainees, a lot of them. Yeah. And that's why I started unloading paint. That was part of the whole premise. And then the boss gave me some good advice that I never will forget. He said, Dick, he said, if you want to succeed in this store or with this company, know the janitor. And I thought, well, that's a strange thing to say. Know yeah. the janitor. I found out later why he said that. I had inherited from the former menswear manager about, one, two, three, four, about five huge boxes of flannel shirts. They had been in the top. Of the stock our stock room, forever, mm-hmm. they were starting to <laughs> get very bad, fading, bows, the whole new thing. And there's no way to do this unless you burn them or something. So I just talked to our, our our uh, janitor and I became friends with him. And he said, "How are you doing?" I said, "Well, things are good." But I said, "I don't know what to do with those those flannel shirts up there. They're all bad and blah." blah. And there must have been five or $600 worth at least. Mm-hmm. He didn't say anything. The next day I walked in the stock room. They aren't up there anymore. They're gone. And I said, Art, what happened to my shirts? He said, I made a mistake. I burned them. I've already talked to the boss. We're taking a store mark down on him. I goes, all right. <laughs> <laughs> now we know why. I learned at that point in time to treat everybody in the company at any level. The same degree of uh, respect, right? And once you do that, then the other ones who are thinking, "Well, here's this young whippersnapper coming in from Purdue telling me," and I've been to a Sears for forty years, yeah, telling me how to do things. I didn't tell him; I made some suggestions. Once you go through the, the janitor, it worked. <laughs> it
0: worked. Did you find that your name helped or hurt when it came to relating with the rest of the associates at Sears? <sighs>
1: Never been asked that question.
0: I would say overall
1: it helped. Once in a while, if I would get the best room in a hotel, and the CEO would get the second best room, that probably didn't help. The Beverly Wilshire Hotel in L.A. I had the Guadalajara Suite. <laughs> number one. It was. And this has gone. That's about seventy-four. It was $500 a night then. Wow. And the CEO got a uh, room down the hall a little bit. That's the price of the boat.
0: <laughs> at least.
1: So I, I called the maitre d' if you want. I said, Hernando Cartwright. See, I remember these things. Hernando, I said, I just looked at my door last night, and I love the, I love the room. I love the dining room. I love the two sitting rooms. I love the two bathrooms. I love the marquee out front for my patio with the palm trees. It's great. But 500 bucks a night. Hernando, that's way over. He said, no, 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 no. He says, I've already read your, your rules and regulations at Sears. He says, your, your limit is $50 a night, right? I said, yes. He said $50 a night. Oh, wow.
0: Wow. So,
1: I got that room for $50 a night and had it for a week and it <laughs> what a so, kind of
0: beat it. I thought you were going to say, and I stayed for 12 months. <laughs> <laughs> if I could have stayed for 12 months, I probably would have. I'd still be there maybe. So how did you get from the uh, the frozen tundra known as the Midwest here down to North Carolina? Great question. I've been asked that one before. We decided
1: after 30 years with Sears that it's time to retire.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I did. Then we talked about where do we want to retire to? North Carolina came up because I had friends across the street that lived there and we're going back. South Carolina, Tennessee. I think that was the three we kind of narrowed it down to. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: We went to South Carolina, wasn't totally happy. I liked one in Tennessee. She didn't, you know, that kind of thing. I liked the mountains. She liked the shore here. That didn't work. So we took a map out one night. <laughs> <laughs> it's <a> true story. <laughs> took a map out one night and I said, okay, you want the shore. I want the mountains. We click in the center and see where we are. Raleigh. So I said to Molly, who is, who is an RN at that time. So was the of course, but not working. And also a real estate agent. I said, do you know anybody in the real estate business in, in Raleigh?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, but I'll find out. The call back was from Ginger. Rogers, not the, but <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say no, what not, is she doing not, selling not real that, estate not, <laughs> not the. and her husband's name was Richard Rogers. And we told him, she said, well, what kind of place are you looking for? We want a, a, a small town that has a lot of possibilities for growth in the future. Nice people, welcoming a good location strategically, mm-hmm. maybe like in the center or something. Well, she said, "You've only got one choice." I said, "Really? What is it?" It's a town called Holly Springs. Right now, they're about—I think—in that time was about well, two thousand people. A thousand. I read on the website. Was it a thousand? Yeah, yeah. Nineteen ninety. Yeah. 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 So, so we came. We looked. We liked. The golf course had already been built. Mm-hmm. There wasn't much else in the whole place. Right. So as we went along, I had to go to Cary for everything. Huh. Now, I'm not having anything against Cary. mayor and I are good friends.
0: However, I got tired of it. It's a long drive.
1: It's a long yeah. drive. Like it's one of
0: the, we're, we're one of the two cities, Cary and Holly Springs. There's a couple commutes in the triangle that there's just no good roads yet. <laughs> and there's just no good way to get from Holly Springs to Cary quickly.
1: No. I think when I-540 completes the circle, there may be some places in Cary I yeah. get to faster than that. But anyway... So what happened was Molly said I want a jar of strawberry preserves. And I thought, mm, food Lion." it was not good then, it's good now, so all your friends in food line, that's okay. I went down to Food Lion, got the jar, went back home and Molly said, we lived in Devils Ridge, said that was a quick trip. I said, yeah, I'm getting good at this. <laughs> I lied. So I opened a jar, it didn't pop. I looked at the paraffin, it it was separated in the Odor was incredible. Mm. So I called the board of health, which I should have done, which I did. They came down and cleaned the store out pretty good. And I said to myself, self, I'm going to try to find a way to help build a town where you don't have to leave unless you want to. Mm. Therein lies a lot of help I've had on that concept. And today, once our hospital, which is going to open in July, not this July, next July. Right. Seven stories, top of the line, everything. We're just about there. Yeah. we're Just about there. We have just about everything that we want or need.
0: I love that. So the idea was I'm going to help build a town that you don't want to have to leave unless you want to.
1: Yes. And, and I can make, I can make stories about how green that is. How wonderful <laughs> you don't know, have the pollution, uh, how the traffic. And the other thing I've learned is if you grow fast, two things happen. One, you get more traffic and right. I get my fair share of comments about traffic. And then I tell them that the D O T did a study at our request seven out of 10 cars that go through Holly Springs are right in the middle of everything are from out of town. Well, that helps a little bit, but not a whole lot. And also prices of land go up this way. Right. Zingo. That's from growth. If you have a house like some of our friends do, that's been there for a long time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And let's say you paid, Pick a number, fifteen thousand dollars for it. It's now worth about fifty or sixty thousand. Yeah. So for them this is good. For somebody coming in and wanting to buy something, it's not quite so good. Right. But
0: I'm happy where we are. Our title sponsors for this show are Diane Kinlaw and Jamie Tulak. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or wish to refinance, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the Triangle housing market better than the back of her hand? As your local lender, Diane Kinlaw knows how important this area is to you because it's her home too. That's why she's made it a goal not to just be the best loan officer around, but a community leader supporting small businesses with referrals and networking events and supporting local charities with frequent fundraisers. If you're looking to move to Holly Springs or the surrounding area, or maybe interested in a refinance to lower your term or rate, Diane offers a wide array of programs to fit your family's needs. Let her be a part of your path home. A home doesn't have to be a dream. Let Diane make it a reality. You can contact us at www.goprime.com and search for Diane or call 919-624-9541. Go Prime Mortgage Incorporated Company, NMLS number 69551. Diane Kinlaw, NMLS number 1600777. Go Prime is an equal housing opportunity lender. Today's show sponsor, Jamie Tulak of EXP Realty, has a passion for serving clients and nearly a decade of industry experience as a top producing realtor and designer. Jamie Tulak of EXP Realty will help you reach your real estate goals. Whether you're buying, selling, investing, or renting in today's market, having an experienced real estate expert working for you is crucial. And don't forget to ask her about our her Hometown Heroes credit for military, police, firefighters, teachers, and medical providers. Contact Jamie Tulac today at 559-707-1913. That's 559-707-1913. MRP certified. Have you guys started to get to the point as a, as a town yet where people are buying some of the older properties to demo them and put new properties on top of them yet?
1: We've already done that. We did it about 10 years ago. We called it operation Jericho. (laughs) I swear to you, operation Jericho and the walls came down. (laughs) The city
0: collapsed. Yes.
1: Uh, (laughs) We had probably, and again, not to be demeaning, we probably had 40 to 50 what we would call nicely shacks Mm -hmm. and two things can do that. You can, you can do eminent domain, which I don't like. We don't do it. We've only done it once on a very small area. So we would go into houses and say, you know, I know you paid $10,000 for this house 25, 30 years ago. We would like to offer you $50,000. If you could find a house to move or a hundred, even, you know, you had to do each one separately. Right. We have 40 less shacks. Uh, We probably now have maybe a dozen. But even then, with those that can't afford anything, you make an offer for their house. Or the last case was one on Bass Lake Road where our guys go out and say, we can help you try to get outside help charity perhaps to get this fixed and this fixed and this fixed if you want to stay there. Yeah. And that worked real well. I I never got a complaint from anybody who, who went from 10 to 50 or 10 to 80 or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then what happened was you took the, the, the bulldozer, you make the house go away, you clean up the lot, and then you sell it to somebody coming in who wanted
0: a smaller lot. Right. We're still doing that. So out of all the, in Holly Springs has added so much. What, as the mayor, are you the most proud of getting to see added to the to the city to the town?
1: Wow, there is so much. Probably two things. We had one school. Now we have five or six. How mm-hmm. so yeah, you want to do it? Proud of that. However, the hospital is probably the the proudest. It took ten long years, and people have been involved in this. Understand what I am saying? To get a certificate of need to build that
0: hospital, 10 years. 10 years to convince people that you needed a hospital. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> What's the current population of Holly Springs right now? We're about, about
1: 400, about 43,000.
0: 43,000,
1: okay. And the last time some, I made a comment. It seemed like it like, shouldn't
0: be a hard pitch. We have 43,000 people, <laughs> we would like a hospital. Well,
1: <laughs> the, the deal was, the deal was, we, and I would ask that, I said, why can't the, the state, Approve the hospital. Well, you got to go through this process because if you don't, then hospitals are going to come into a town and have four or five hospitals and blah, blah. I said that is ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. So anyway, that that process. I am not a big fan of, of of certificates of need, but we got it, and it will be seven stories. It will have everything. It'll be Rex. It'll have everything in it except heart, and heart will be still downtown because that place downtown on in Raleigh. Mm-hmm. The heart hospital is incredible in every way. And it's bigger than the hospital before it, right, right next door to it. Yeah. It's beautiful. All the right equipment, great doctors, this and that. So we'll have the rest of it, rest of it in Holly Springs. Yeah. Now, if you have to leave, guess what? We have something called a helicopter that could pick you up and take you back downtown. Yeah. Or an ambulance or whatever.
0: And I imagine the town has to be very excited. Tons of quality jobs come in when a hospital comes in.
1: Quality jobs. Doctors are already lining up, wanting to be part of the the hospital right now today. We're working also on, I guess we're going to call it affordable housing, where there's a major part of the population in any town that really can't afford to live there. Sure. And we have that. I'm not talking section eight. I'm talking about smaller houses, people who
0: can build a home for right. sell under $200,000. Somebody that might get a job as a janitor in the in the hospital might have a hard time affording a home. Right now today Right, would be that exact situation where they might have to live in Anger
1: or Harnett County and drive in every day. We still have some of that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It also includes policemen, firemen, right. et cetera. Teachers. Who don't make, yeah, exactly. So we're working on that. There's a little bit of, of uh, convincing to do with some of our friends, but uh, we've talked to a couple developers. I asked one of them if they could still do a house like Sears Roebuck did. Right. Where you would, you would write into Richard Warren Sears and say, I want the bungalow. It's $3,800. <laughs> and it was on a, a train the next day in pieces, and they put it together like a puzzle. Wow. And we still have one in, in Holly
0: Springs. It's beautiful.
1: Huh. It looks like it's
0: brand new. And somebody ordered the house from Sears Roebuck and yes, company. And they brought it down to, <laughs> and put it together in Barrington.
1: Wow. And we also are in Barrington in Holly Springs, but we also had one in Barrington too. Barrington, Illinois, where we came in. Right. So it's it's a wild business. Again, I just got to make the same comment. Have a plan. Put a, shall we say, a timeline on it. Right. Of what you want to do. Make sure that the it's the customer. It's not what you want. It's what the customer wants. Mm-hmm. And, and put it together and then have fun. And and my boss in Sears used to say, I used to love him, still do. Dick, do something and have fun. I like that philosophy. Yeah. And I try to, try to permeate that through the town, too, because we have some wonderful associates, not employees, associates. And we recognized them just last week. We have five-year members. We have 10. We have 20. I have 15, we have 20, and we also have 130. Wow. That tells a story. Yeah.
0: By itself. So tell me a little bit why you like associate versus employee.
1: I th- I think it's, employee is a tired word, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Employee kind of in implies, again, you work for me. Right. You're my employee. It's a little pejorative. Like, Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so if I say, Joe, you're an employee, that's one thing. If I say, Joe, you're an associate of mine, that's a whole different philosophy. And I just don't like the idea of of, I work for, I have to do this, I have to do that. It's a a team, it's a team type of concept. So associate, I like better than employees. It's about how you treat people. Treat everybody with respect. One thing that we try to do is to take departments that don't get much, accommodations and don't get much let's say congratulations from, from the local
0: sure you know whatever there's probably some departments in the city that are less you know sexy than other yeah, well, they don't get as much credit they don't get talked about as exactly much. Yeah. that's that's the point
1: and and i'm thinking of the uh public works department mm-hmm. i still remember i'll never forget this i still remember the last time we had a big snowfall wral's got their little pocket cam out on the front Front window. Right, right, right.
0: Driving around in there.
1: We're in Apex. The roads are terrible. Don't drive to, slow up. Slow, blah, blah, blah. Whoop. Wait a minute. The roads here are clean. We must be in Holly Springs. <laughs> oh, now the roads are bad again. We're back to Fuqua. I'm not demeaning either one of those towns. I'm just proud of our guys who are the best in the West, which I've always said at any one of our meetings that you guys, Public Works, you don't get any better. And I I can say that for a lot of different departments, but particularly them, because do you say they're not exposed too much to the whole public? They, they work day and night everywhere else. Mm-hmm. And I think just to say, thank you every now and then it makes a big difference to them. And it's not personal. It's just, it's true. Right. Yeah, Without them, our lives would be a mess. <laughs> yeah. And then some, Literally. and then some, yeah. and it, as I say, when it, when it uh, snows or is icy, just driving Holly Springs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and everything else is closed. That's right. That's right. Come on up. So, do you feel like what you learned in your in your career before you became a mayor about marketing translates to being a good public servant? Are there any things that you see kind of correlate between?
1: Yeah, I think I think you look at the plan. You look at where you want to be, when, and how, and why, how to get there. You also have to know your product, know what it is, know why it is. Mm-hmm. When I was the sporting goods manager in West Lafayette store, I'm, and my wife reminds me of this even to this day, I used to buy everything, everything they sold, golf clubs, fishing poles, right. tennis rackets, you name it, I had them. So I could know the product. So someone would come in, and this always worked except once, I got to tell
0: you this. Did the same apply with the women's clothing department? <laughs> no, that's <laughs> why. You.
1: That's why I get the problem with this. I tell her? I, I get the little hand. Hey, oh, never mind. <laughs> so it, it worked well, and I had a woman come in with her little boy, and he wanted a BB gun. And I said, uh, "Ma'am, this is a Daisy." Click, click, clicking on this. And she right. said, "I don't want him to have one, but tell me how safe they are." I said, "Here's the." Side. I went through the whole safety routine. Told him this, told him that. And I said, now you never point the gun at anything you don't want to shoot at. Always point it either down the ground or up in the air. So I point, <laughs> I pointed up in the air like this, mm-hmm. pulled the trigger and some little brat apparently had taken the inside and, and unloosened it on the top. The whole inside went up in the, in the ceiling, <laughs> hit, the, hit, hit the huge light up there. We had light coming <laughs> down,
0: <laughs> glass coming down
1: everywhere. And the mother looked at me and said, I told you, son, you're not going to have one of these beauty guys. <laughs> oh yeah. gosh. I lost a sale. <laughs> and scarred that poor and boy's life forever. <laughs> he never got a <laughs> guy. Never got a guy. <laughs> I never saw him again, so I don't think he ever came back to the store. <laughs> Great stories. But, but know, this, know the product. Right. Know the product. And uh, be proud of your product. Know how to sell it. It's always a selling game. Always has been. Always will be. Sales, sales, sales. There are people who pound things at you. When they sell, there are things that, that people talk to that say, you should have this or have that. Or say, Well, let me tell you about what I got. and Let me tell you why I think you be going to be interested. Versus the salesman who come in and like one of the guys that did to me, I was managing the hosiery department. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Women's hosiery to boot. And he said, hi, I'm Dirty just, Dan. i just think
0: fire hoses. It'll, it'll nice fire hoses. <laughs>
1: he says, um, my name's Dirty Dan Christie. I said, mm, nice. He says, I have a product I think you'll like. I said, what is it? It's looks like a little vial of something that you put in your washing machine. And when the woman takes her pantyhose or hose in those days, it was big and poured in, they don't mess it up. They do they come out great. I said, well, it's interesting. He said, I knew it. I guess. So you knew what? I remember this is New York city. See, so you, you got to get that flavor. Okay. He said, "You got a grill?" I said, "Yeah, I got a grill. I knew it." You got a good TV set, and now I'm starting to get what he's doing. I said, "Yeah, I've got a good TV set." He said, "Tell you what, I'll do. You buy my product, because Sears is big. You buy my product, put in your stores. Here's blank tickets. You can go around the world." I said, "Get your blank out of here." That was another thing you have to do—is know who's selling you and what kind of person they are too. Right, and uh, that was not illegal and immoral, but just something that you just don't do. Right, yeah. So I, d- I didn't get the tickets to go around the world, but he was lining up your yeses, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, remember that? That's when I sold sweepers. I would say, Josh, do you, I, I'm sure your wife would like to have a clean home. Am I right? Yes. I'm sure she has problems sometimes with the sweeper you have because it gets clogged up and it breaks. And it's, is that, has that ever happened? To you? Oh yes. <laughs> now I have a compact sweeper here that that if you if you buy it from me for two hundred forty nine dollars, then you get me leads, and if you get me leads and I sell that lead, I'm going to give you fifty bucks cash. Would I like 50 bucks cash? And that was my next question. <laughs> would, you, would you like 50 bucks? Of course I would. Yeah. But what more is there to do? Yeah. So I left the sweeper there. I just, I one guy that didn't even have carpeting in his house. <laughs> and he did. He did. He's like, we're he starting had, a business together. He, dude. He, he had, go
0: sell those sweepers.
1: He had, he had, well, here was the story. He had nothing but linoleum in the whole house, a single guy and older. And I said, well, you sure you want to buy this sweeper? He said, yeah, He says I am. I said, well, you don't have any carpeting and I don't buy it for that. He said, I've always wanted one of these top of the line compact sweepers. And he said, I'll have enough business for you that I'm going to pay for it myself through you 50 bucks a piece. So it was like five, I think it was five 50. Yeah. About that. He did exactly that. He got me enough leads. I gave him enough money back. That he paid for his own sweeper.
0: <laughs> they still didn't have any carpet. <laughs> well, that was next. But he was again, like, that he was what reminded a, me.
1: He wanted to be he, prepared. You got him kind of going like the shaking her head. Yes, 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 yes.
0: You know. Lining up the yes. Yeah. What so, do you see, Dick, in this evolution of
1: technology? And what do you see as something that's getting, or you, you may be concerned that's getting lost in time uh, as an essential sort of sales element? Sure. Easy. Hands on. I think sometimes you, you get so wrapped up into things that really doesn't explain the product or sell a product or you, you assume it is the, the best. And I've always done this with being mayor too. If you have further questions, please call. Or if you have further questions, please come down to the office this evening. me doors always open. It, it's that personal touch. I think is what I, I'm seeing the personal touch that you start to lose and that's why I was telling you the story about I bought everything in Sears Roebuck in the Sporting Goods department right. because if somebody comes in and say, "Well, what do you think about the Ted Williams 22?" I said, "It's the best thing you've ever seen in your life. Here's, I have one at home. You have one too?" And if you relate to almost anything you sell, if it's something except what I had for I didn't buy that for, for my wife, not for me. <laughs> if you have one at home, you can relate to the customer and say, yeah, I've, I've already tried that. It's great. Or I've done it. Or this program worked for me. Is there any questions, any other questions you have? So I, I think the personal touch, be involved. A widget
0: is a widget, but you got to know what a widget is. You mentioned earlier wanting to have a town where you don't have to leave unless you want to. Absolutely. What are some of the things that you feel are still on the list that you want to see added to Holly Springs?
1: Good question. More senior housing. Okay. Maybe a swimming pool someday, a, m- a municipal, but that's a tricky one. There's a lot of stuff that goes into that that people don't think about, yeah, including liability and all that kind of
0: stuff. Well, that Ting uh, Park you guys made is fantastic.
1: Ting, Ting is wonderful. The, the baseball team is doing quite well with Salamanders. What's nice about Ting is you go there, you've got AstroTurf, on not only the ball field but also on all the soccer fields, as we do now in Wumble Park. I didn't know that. So very proud of that. Well, you can play when it rains. If it starts to rain real hard, you can stop and then come back. But it, it drains within fifteen twenty minutes. Wow, big big deal. But we've already got that convocation center with uh, basketball courts. More basketball courts. We've got some, but not enough. And if if you were talking to any of my kids in the mayor's youth advisory board, which goes from third grade to seniors. There's only one answer to your question. Mm -hmm. What don't we have that we need? We need a cookout. (laughs) (laughs) A cookout. That's the answer to the question. All right, cookout. If you're listening, Holly Springs is ready. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it took, it took us about five years, six years to get uh, the butcher shop in in town. He used to come out to golf course and give you tidbits of stuff that they make during, as you're waiting to tee off of the next hole. Yeah. And I was like, man, is this good? I said, when are you coming to Holly Springs? Someday, someday they're here now. Finally. It, it's a constant challenge. Right. And it's a good challenge. Nothing wrong with that. But I told him last time we had a meeting last time. I said, if I hear cookout one more time, <laughs> <laughs> cause that's what, as a matter of fact, we just, we just bought some land across from the high school. It was a farm. It's about, I think it's 67 acres. And it's going to be a park.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the first thing that came up during our conversation, because I like to tell him what's coming in, into town, is can we get can we get a cookout out there, do you think?
0: <laughs> Just put it right in the middle of the park.
1: And, 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 <laughs> and, and, and it's right across from the high school, and we can come over and have fun. Oh. <laughs> we'll see,
0: we'll see. <laughs> a cookout would kill it across the street from a high oh, school. Oh, no question oh, in my yeah, mind yeah. at all. Because they're very affordable. <clears throat> Yeah. They give you a lot of food. That would be like a high schoolers. They'd be over there all the time. Yeah.
1: We'll, we'll get there. Uh, Goodberries is another challenge of mine. I've been talking to Goodberries for, uh, when you have one here, as you know, Yeah. Uh, probably 10 years. <laughs> when you come to Goodberries. So they come every now and then and do a, for, for, our, for our associates, freebies for Sundays. Yeah. And every time they come. They know, when when they see me coming, they go, I, I know, I know, I know. When are we coming to Holly Springs? We're still working. Yeah. So we'll get there. But once uh, we have that, we're done. I mean, there, there's nothing much left to do. It says on the Holly US website that the mayor represents the town and serves
0: as its primary spokesperson at events, on official documents, and to the media. Mayors also have ceremonial duties, issuing proclamations, cutting ribbons, and bestowing honorary tributes. Of those mentioned, which would be your favorite?
1: They're all my favorite because they're all necessary. Wonderful answer. Really, I'm serious. The, yeah. the, the And what you read is very true. If you want to take that to to the nth degree and just pick out one thing that some people really recognize. I had a town board member 10 years ago said, you're our cheerleader. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's nice. I like that. Yeah. nothing wrong with that. But we're doing proclamations. So we're doing uh, that kind of thing. We don't do a whole lot because if you do bunches of proclamations, that doesn't mean as much, but everything you said, ceremonial. I like to think that when we are at meetings, like I go to the DOT meetings downtown with the campo MPO, I kind of think I've been doing that since I was there. I'm, I'm the representative. I have a backup. Sean McGrath. who's one of our new town board members. I th- I like to think that I represent Holly Springs wall. And if I don't, somebody ought to shoot me in a, you know, where and, and they would. And one last thing, and this is so important to me why do people want to live in Holly Springs? In my opinion, as so I think it's a great question. It's a friendly town. It's the safest town to live in in North Carolina, appearing in the statement documented time and time again, best place to raise kids, best place, blah, 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 blah for young families. But it's an attitude the town has. We just plain like each other. Are there actual Springs there? <laughs> yeah, there's two. One that I think is, is the one that started it and one, another one, it was a, that's how it started. The name Holly Springs. Holly was the trees around it. The Holly trees, the Springs and down behind the Methodist church, we're having a boy scout deal, which I like to be a part of. And we're cleaning up the mess down in the, in the Valley. And it's, it's like rough and I'm raking it, raking it, raking it and getting the leaves up and stuff. And I hit something that's hard. I looked at it and there's a, about the size of a horse tank for all of yous out there that, that have every race horses. It was the cement that came up for the spring. So I, I took all the stuff off the top bubble, bubble, bubble. Wow. I said, I found the spring. You rediscovered it. <laughs> Ponce de <Leon> is speaking. <laughs> oh, wow. Our associates worked their tails off all day long. Nobody dismisses around. And uh, I, I love them all. It's a hardworking group of people, but yeah. but it pays dividends because again, like I say, people just like to live there. Do we ever have a complaint? Oh,
0: sure. Mm-hmm. But not very often. So <laughs> as the town's cheerleader, then cheerleader. The says, um, what advice uh, would you give to the entrepreneurs, the business owners in Holly Springs or even just any business owner listening today, as far as, What are the things that are important right now in 2020 to be successful?
1: Well, I I do this. I don't know if I do it right, but I do it. And that is when somebody comes in and says, I've got this new business. So I say Mm -hmm. usually what do I do, the very first thing you do is you go across the street to the chamber of commerce and become a member of the chamber of commerce. Then what you do is set up a ribbon cutting opening. Doesn't have to be that day exactly, but a day. And you will make a little speech to about forty-five or fifty of your friendly business members, also telling them what your your business is. And you might just have the mayor show up. And the mayor obviously, says, <laughs> well, I could to cut the ribbon sometimes, <laughs> or at least hold it. That's that's probably the the biggest thing to do. That's great advice. And then you get all kinds of help. <clears throat> there's a another program out there depending on where you are in the business, but it's mostly for entrepreneurs who are women. It's called launch Holly Springs. And that's exactly what they do all the time. They've had one, two, three, three or four graduating classes, usually about, I would say seven or eight. Different. Yeah. And, and Beth, you've you had on before Beth and Jerry, they graduated from there about a year ago. And again, it takes you all through those steps. That you have to do in order to be successful. One thing is be patient. It doesn't work overnight. Right. You have to work at this. And sometimes it'll take six months. Sometimes it'll take a year. But stick with it. If you have a product that's good, let the people know. You need an invitation. You You need an invitation to the customer to come to your store or business. Mm -hmm. And so many people forget that part. Recently, a doctor came into town without mentioning names, and and I noticed that his office was usually half empty or even totally empty. I said, how's your business? He said, I don't know. What's wrong? He's a good doctor. I said, have you ever advertised? No. Do you think you should? Well, maybe. He advertised in Suburban Living Magazine, which every house gets in Holly Springs and Fuquay, and I think Cary, too. I'm pretty sure they do. If not, it's Apex. And now his office is usually half full because he sent the invitation out. And so many people forget that part. That's, that seems like such an easy thing to remember, but it isn't. Right? Uh, they open a business and they open a door and wait for somebody to come in and say, oh yeah, you got a business here. That's nice. That'll work that way. You have to say, if you're going to have a party in your house, And you you don't invite anybody, but you expect about 12, 15 people, but you never tell them. Will they show up at your door? I do not think so. (laughs) You're just going to be having a
0: lot of guacamole. That's right. It's been so much fun talking to you. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. It's been our pleasure. Yeah. Well, everybody have a great day. Same to you. This show is produced at Podcast Carry, a professional studio making podcasting simple and fun located in Vibe Coworking in Cary, North Carolina. Want to start a podcast to create great content for your business and establish yourself as a thought leader in your city? Go to podcastcary.com, connect with your audience, grow your brand. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. Get unstuck, tell a better story,
1: and have a good answer to the question, what are you doing today? We'll be right